Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you do less and live more to live a life by design that's on purpose. So what's a girl to do to move away from a diet mindset, to build strategies for meal planning so that she can simplify healthy eating? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, if you're a recovering to-do list girl like me, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new Do Less, Live More checklist, formerly known as the Goal Achieve Girl to Be List. This simple daily routine will help you stop doing to exhaustion and start being with expectation instead of striving and hustling day in and day out. Sound like a better plan? Get ready to only do what's on purpose to design a life you love. You can grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash less or click the link in the show notes. And that's not all. Be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have from you. Now let's rethink your healthy eating. introduced to my friend, Alicia. Alicia Connor is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and chef, and she is passionate about helping others to have a lifestyle shift and focus on meal planning and simplify healthy eating. So if you are already saying, yes, I need that, you are in the right place. What I love about her story though, is not just the health side of it, but that as a young adult, when she was facing hereditary vision loss, that's when she pivoted and decided that she was going to take control with this new career that would make a difference in the lives of other people. So if you want to move away from that diet mindset uh, and start building a tool of all kinds of strategies to help you reduce stress and increase your peace of mind, then you are in the right place. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. I always like to start off by hearing a little bit of your story as to how you got to helping people with meal planning and simplifying healthy eating and, uh, and, and why you're doing that today. Awesome. Uh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much. And so basically I worked as a chef, a cook and a chef for many years. And as my vision, as you mentioned, started declining, it was slow. And like, I learned how to drive and it was just a slow, gradual reduction of this vision loss over time. When I was cooking, I started having a hard time, like reading the meal tickets and I knew I had to do something else 
so that I could work. Right. Mm. <laughs> and I, all the jobs that not all the jobs, most of the jobs I've ever had, I actually enjoyed, you know, um, I didn't necessarily enjoy being a cashier, you know, but at the same time, it was like a simple enough, uh, enough job or whatever. But so we all have to have jobs like that. Anyway, there's a purpose to that, right? right? Yep. <laughs> there's lots of lessons too. For sure. So, so I went back to school to become a dietitian because I remember when I was working at restaurants, people would be like, oh my God, this food is so good. And I thought to myself privately, like it's simple food. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, not rocket science. I know not everybody knows how to cook, but I really felt strongly that anybody really could throw mm-hmm. simple ingredients together and make an amazing meal. And it's about the quality of the ingredients and just, you know, having a few ingredients. You only need like four to six ingredients to put something together that's just delicious. And so I had that feeling of like, I could empower other people to do this at at home. Um, And since we all need to eat. And so I went back to school to become a dietitian. It took me a long time because I, my vision loss slowed down the progress and I had to work at the same time, et cetera. And I just, um, so when I got my first job as an outpatient dietitian doing nutrition counseling, I didn't have enough time to to talk about meal planning or like Mm -hmm. how to just, you know, some people would do like two pots on the stove and then like one thing in the oven. I'm like, why don't you do it all in the oven? (laughs) Mm. One sheet pan, right? There's sheet pan meals now. And so it's just like, just less is more wherever you can. And then you'll have less dishes and then you'll be less grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Less dishes definitely includes less grumpy for (laughs) sure. I love that. Yeah. So anywhere you can like cut out some time and if you have like a stocked kitchen, then you can make eat meals much easier than like, Oh, you have to go grocery shopping every week and get like all this stuff. And just like anywhere that you can cut off, um, any time and reduce the, like the multi multiple lists of tasks that we have to do every week. And so, uh, after a while I figured out, like, I have all this information in my brain. It kind of felt like I was not sharing enough. (laughs) Mm. So I remember feeling like once in a while I would share some cooking tips and then I was like, gosh, I need like a resource. So I created my YouTube channel. And so there, there's, there's some videos that are like captions set to music. And so that was the best I could do at that time. They're kind of fancy and there's really fun music and, um, but they're not accessible to the blind and visually impaired because it's captions set to Mm. music. So they're not they wouldn't theoretically be helpful for me, but I need them. So I'm, it'll be a work in progress to get those described um, and turned into a video for that, for anybody uh, which with vision impairment. But so it's on my list of things to do. And I have other videos since the pandemic started April, uh, 2020, I started filming lots of other types me talking to the audience, you mm-hmm. out there in the world, um, just different recipes. And, um, I don't necessarily show how to cook cause I am not skilled in filming in that way. I hope to have a videographer that's on my list of things to achieve. <laughs> and so just simple recipes like enchilada sauce. I, I created an enchilada sauce for somebody who's gluten-free cause I guess there's, uh, the white flowers used to thicken enchilada mm. sauce sometimes. And so I use carrots. Wow. Who would have thought, right? I know. And carrots are sweet. So they add the sweetness. You want the sweetness in there. And I use some raisins as well. So I really like, I think about the recipes that I create, think about how to make them with less of the stuff that we don't want and Mm. delicious 
And if I can squeeze in some vegetables, because I know everybody benefits from hidden vegetables. <laughs> right. I remember I had a book when my kids were little and I forget what it was called, but it was something about how to sneak vegetables in. And it was, it was a mom who had figured out all these ways to use vegetables in everyday recipes and your kids would never know. And so like, yeah, that was like, my mission was how many ways can I fit vegetables in for my kids? And now they'll eat the, you know, they eat them obviously, you know, on their plate, but back in the day, sometimes you had to get creative. You do what you gotta do. Exactly. (laughs) Whatever you gotta do to like, I'm a huge fan of like helping people walk over the bridge and like meet them where you are, where they are. And then just slowly, sometimes they're kind of like looking at the other side of the bridge and they're not quite there. And then eventually they'll get there. Right. Yeah. But really what I, what I saw was this opportunity, right? Like I had the skill and I couldn't share it in nutrition counseling sessions that are covered by insurance. And so I was like, I need to create this resource. So I'm a huge, I love filling gaps. Like Mm. I see a need and I feel it. And then if Mm -hmm. I can't fill it because I don't have enough time, I like, um, I, it, there's like friction and like, Oh, I gotta fill the gap. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is a good thing because then people like you and me, we step into that gap and we say, Hey, I can serve in this gap and help bridge the gap for people to go from where they are to where they want to be. So I love that. So before we get into the health side of things, I want to go back to just a couple of pieces of your story because it really resonates with the theme that we have on this podcast. So we talk about being repurposed and you and I were just having a conversation before we started recording about what does that mean, right? And what I've been doing is I've actually, when I've been typing out the word, I've been making the re part small. So purposed is like in all caps. And whenever you put re in front of a word, it means you're coming back to something. So What I think is so interesting is that there are lots of things that make us come back to our purpose in life. It could be a major milestone birthday. For me, it was turning 40. That's why this is called repurposed after 40. For some people, it's an anniversary uh, of something either positive or negative. For some people, it's a job loss or the death of a family or member or loved one or a crisis, right? It could be a diagnosis. It could be 9-11. It could be COVID. I mean, there's so many things that can make us like just wake us up and make us rethink our purpose and kind of come back to that. And oftentimes redesign what that looks like because of this new chapter that we're going into. So I want to go back to you and what happened in, you know, with your vision and how that changed things for you and, and, and kind of why you didn't stay in that woe is me place, but you decided I'm going to be proactive. What can I do even with this change in my vision to show up and serve? So were you ever tempted like before that to kind of like, oh, well, my life is just going to be, you know, this is kind of the level I'll be able to get to. And this is all I'll be able to do. Or are you the type of person that kind of always sees possibilities and was just ready to embrace that next challenge and chapter? I, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it wasn't easy, you know, but basically when I was told, so I was 19 years old when I was told okay. I was going to have this vision condition and, um, it's optic nerve atrophy basically. Mm-hmm. So my, my, these are blue light glasses. I can't see better with the glasses. Uh, <laughs> if you were to meet me in person, you'd have no idea unless you saw me with my phone, um, sure. or like my computer is all uh, magnified, but, and I can ride a bike, but I can't drive. Um, I carefully ride a bike, right? I'm not aggressive. Um, but I've been riding bike for transportation since like sixth grade. So it's been lots of decades. So, um, I also know when I would need to give it up, but, Mm. um, so I, I was like, okay, 
the only thing the doctor told me was that it was going to be a slow progression and I was going to have to give up my driver's license eventually. Mm. And so I had like, that's it. And I was off on my way. (laughs) Thanks for all the help, right? (laughs) Like no letter or anything. Like this is who to contact for more information or anything. I was like, okay. Um, so, but, but he gave me very helpful information. At some point I would not be able to drive and I would have to give up my license. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's like, like, do like, I just knew it was going to be helpful to me to deal with that as soon as possible to mm-hmm. not procrastinate it. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know why I knew that, but it, it just was natural to me. Like, okay, well, that's it. I guess this is my last driver's license. Mm-hmm. So like I got my driver's license when I was like, I don't know, like say 15 and a half, like as soon as you could, I got right. it, even though I didn't really need it because I lived in Boston, but it was what a friend and I did. And so, so that was like my first driver's license. And so I was like, okay, well, when I need to write for a new, I just won't. And that'll be it. Decision made. And so that I didn't have to go through the struggle. Mm. Um, somehow I knew that that was like a protective thing to be like on the other side of the decision mm. sooner given that I knew I had no idea what the vision loss would be. Right. right, right. That was the thing I was like, okay, well, I might as well just let go. Like I'm kind of like tingly now, like let go of the decision or the thing, because also, also I think that the whole driving situation is underappreciated. Um, it's a big deal. And a lot of times people are like not paying attention or, you know, drinking and driving and just like not smart stuff is happening when people are driving. And mm. I know some people are capable of talking on the phone and driving or whatever, but like maybe not everybody. They think <laughs> um, they are right. Yeah. Texting yeah. and driving another no, no. Right. Exactly. And like, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything, but like legit, like seriously, people die like mm. all the time. And so I just had like this respect for driving and I had plenty of shenanigans with my experience driving. Um, and like, it was, it just, you know, I had the fender bender first time I had a fender bender. I was like, Oh my God, like right. minor heart attack. And it all worked out. It was fine. Um, the car that I was driving was like a piece of metal. <laughs> hmm. Um, so nothing happened in my car, but, um, you know, like little things are like, Whoa, this is a big deal. And, um, I just don't think it's respected as much and knowing that like, now I can't drive like the folks that do, I have to rely on other people to drive or use Lyft or whatever. Um, and it's, um, so I, I don't have that freedom. So I gave up that freedom early knowing that like, there was this other bigger thing that I was going to have to deal with in the future, which was like, like much more complex than Mm. the act of driving. What I love about that story is that you chose, right? So instead of feeling like it was, even though in a way it was being taken from you, right? You didn't like wait up until the moment where now it's being ripped out of your hands and you're like trying to hold on, like you willingly were in control of that decision to say, you know what, this is just something I'm, I'm going to choose to let go of before it's taken from me by, you know, by this life circumstance. And I think that really says a lot about just you saying, I'm not going to let this just happen to me. I am going to use this opportunity to say, you know, like, why is this happening for me? And how can I grow through this? And how can I, 
just, yeah, put this piece behind me because it's not going to be a part of this next chapter and just fully focus on the next, the next chapter. So, so when you then made this transition to, you know, really being able to fill this gap that, that you saw, um, you know, I, I love how you were talking about how you would talk with people about nutrition, but you couldn't do enough to really get them to that. Like I could actually do it myself thing. So why do you think that so many people, and I love your illustration of the bridge, right? So why do you think so many people are on that one side of the bridge and want to be on the other side or think, or know they should be right. Cause we all know health and healthy choices is where we should be. Uh, we, we, we know enough, but there's this gap between the knowing and the doing. So let's talk about kind of why is there that, that big chasm, that gap between there that keeps people on that side. Honestly, I think one of the major things is making assumptions about what we must do, like mm-hmm. what it looks like, like, Oh, I'm going to have to X, Y, Z. We make up some sort of story. Yes. And that story is different for everybody. <laughs> um, I think the biggest ones I hear, it's going to cost me a lot of time. It's going to cost me a lot of money. And I don't know enough. Like those are the three I things I that. think, <laughs> right? In any in anything that is new, we just automatically assume this is going to be more than I have in those three areas. And I'm just not going to get started, right? Right. Like I'm going to need a Costco membership. I don't have a Costco membership because I own drive. <laughs> right. And you're one um, person, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, So, yeah, so I think making assumptions and stories, because we do that a lot as humans, like, oh, I'm going to have to go to the gym to exercise, but really we don't, we just need to leave our house Mm. or you could stay in your home. (laughs) There's stuff. There are options. You can, I had uh, one of my patients a long time ago, he told me when he was like super ripped that he was all about elevation. He's a, like a software engineer guy. So he's like all about numbers and like tracking and he told me that one of his things was doing stairs and he had a hundred ripped up pieces of paper and he put them at the top of the stairs and he would do a hundred, like one piece of paper, one piece of paper, one wow. piece of paper. And I was like, that's how you do it. You just make it right. happen. You go outside the box and you figure it out. Yeah. And so I think, so one is making assumptions and then two, like time management. Mm. So I think I think as like kids and teenagers and, you know, like throughout the whole lifespan, I think that their time management should be like one of like the, um, like, like, like constant things that we learn, um, because if we got that down, so like, and like, like your seven apps, right? Like, how do we do the seven apps? Like, like teach people to do the seven apps, like when they're an, an adult, because so many things like. I often describe that we're holding on to our health journey or our health plan, right? And everybody has their own. Mm-hmm. And then like you, you don't want to hold on to it too tight. That's like a diet, right? Where you're like, right. oh, right. everything super OCD situation, right? Or super particular and like, oh my God, I can't have that. And, like you go to a party and oh, I can't have that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, oh, can you have this? And you're like, no. And then it's no fun, right? You're no fun to be around and you're, you're cranky, like, like doing dishes. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, so hold on. Right. And what are the things that you hold on to no matter what you're in? It doesn't matter where you are in Paris or Italy or, you know, traveling for business or traveling for fun, uh, with the most challenging family member on the planet or person or whatever, like, or like when I talk to my, about my vision loss, sometimes I get kind of like, like when now I'm fine, but like later on, I'll be like, it's kind of a big deal to be me. <laughs> you know right. What I mean? Um, and that's good. That's healthy. Right. Right. And, um, 
So holding on, but once you let go, Mm. then what happens, like, then it's just, it's, you get lost in the suburbs (laughs) and, um, but basically like having a system of uh, catching yourself and basically your health or whatever you want to focus on, that is your priority. Mm. So you do you when you have to take care of other people. And so I think it's like, like your, your structure, like, like there's the seven apps, right. Or some people use like a house. I just did this really Mm -hmm. cool, um, my first interview for quick and delish life conversations, um, with this nutrition, uh, clinical nutritionist who's a reverend and she's like a musician. She's all these things and she's just wonderful. So the conversation was about how she structures meal planning and she taught her kids to do some of the cooking and participate in the family because that's what they do. So it's built in. And um, she said she uses this house. So she used to draw it on a piece of paper, like a stick house. And she, it's her heart, her mind. She does something every day for her heart, her mind, her body and her spirit or soul. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little like walkway to her neighbor. So the neighbor could be like the neighbor next door or like the neighbor in India or whatever. Love that, right? Because whatever you put your attention towards is what you become, right? And what exactly. will grow. If so, you say today is horrible, what's going to happen? It's exactly. going to be horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you it say always, it's going to be okay, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to smile. <laughs> yeah, That's it always happens. starts with our with our focus, with our attention, with our attitude towards it, with our perspective on it. And, you know, like you said, healthy eating can sound or seem like it's very, it's going to, this is going to completely change my life. And we look at like the negative things. Like we look at what we think it's going to take away from us. Right. And really, if you look at it, you go, okay, really? I mean, is is the fact that maybe I'm not going to incorporate these foods or what I've always just binged on or filled my pantry with, is that really going to be taking away from your life? Or is that going to actually be giving you life back? Because eventually you're going to pay for it one way or the other. Like I always say, you can pay for it on credit by continuing to make unhealthy choices now, and you'll pay for it later with your health, or you can invest in your wellness now, and then it will start, you know, compound effect so that you have that health you want down the road. And so it's just not looking at, oh, what is this going to take away from me? But what is this going to give? Hey girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus to be that goal achieved girl but you get distracted, discouraged, and derailed with all the things on your plate as a busy woman and your dreams and goals feel far off. Am I right? What if you had an energizing purpose, a clear vision, and breakthrough goals to start being you with your goal achieved today? I'm so excited to announce that our next repurposed virtual experience is starting soon. Over four weeks working together, you'll participate in a get her done live workshop to craft your repurposed life statement, self-paced modules to design your repurposed vision and goals, group coaching calls for support, community, and accountability to make it happen, and a one-on-one coaching call to help you move forward faster than you'd expect. Guaranteed, you'll walk away believing you are that goal-achieved girl and start showing up like her now. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more and join us. Now back to our conversation. I'd love to get into like, okay, so somebody's listening and I know she's raising her hand and saying, okay, Alicia, I I'm ready. I've known for a while that I need to be making healthier choices. I I know meal planning and stuff like that would make my life so much easier, but I don't even know where to start. So what would be a couple of things that you would say to her that could be some simple things that she can start doing right away to start this process of making healthier choices and making it simple. 
Totally. So um, what not to do before I tell you what to do mm. is a lot of people, when they get excited, they go online, they look for new recipes. But really, the best first step is start with what you already know. Yes. Because you have eaten lots of food up till this day. And there's lots of things that you could just write down. So take a sheet of paper, cross a line down the middle of it. On the left-hand side, brainstorm five meal ideas that you know you enjoy and maybe you already know how to make. And I, I like working with people that don't really know how to cook. Because um, mm-hmm. building the confidence there is, um, that's, that's easy for me. I can help. <laughs> and it but, saves you money. You're not depending on somebody else to cook it for you. And then, you know, whatever they put in there too, right? Exactly. And so, so on the left-hand side or whatever, one side of the page, you write down the meal ideas that you enjoy. And then on the right side, you write down the snacks that you enjoy. Mm. And so ideas could be like chili, choose a country and make the chili from the country. There's like, oh, there's a lot of countries, <laughs> so right. make a lot of chilies. So our chili concept, whatever. Um, so it could be Moroccan lentil soup, right? That's what I'm saying is maybe a chili or whatever. Um, they have bean dishes to Morocco, whatever. And um, I just randomly chose Morocco because I love their spices. Yes. Fun. <laughs> it's amazing what spices can do to something, right? We don't have to have all the fat and the additives and the sugar to make it taste good. I find the healthier, I know. the more all you start appreciating the flavors. Lime. Yeah. Lemon, lime juice, and some spices and you're good to go. Cumin on its own tastes like it's a spice blend and it's just a seed ground. <laughs> it's amazing. I get excited about the little things because if we aren't excited about the little things, then because the big things like the whatever, the wedding, the birthday, those things only happen so often, you know what I mean? So little things really add up because uh, they happen daily. <laughs> right, right. I like to say a healthy lifestyle includes planned indulgences like the birthdays, like the weddings, those celebrations. But like you said, that's not every day. That's just, you know, the once in a while. And then you fully enjoy that, right? Because it's, it's something that you are, you're there for a purpose. It's not just, this is what I feel like in the moment. And then you go back to your healthy choices, you know, the other 98% of the, of the time. Absolutely. So take this list, you got this list and you keep adding to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you put it on the refrigerator somewhere that's visible and you just keep adding to it. So every week, if you spent like 10 minutes building this, you'd have like in a month, you'd have 20 meals. Right. And so then you go, okay, so you got your 20 meals or maybe more. And then you add variety, mm. right? Instead of broccoli, you do the other vegetable. And then uh, you just switch out the vegetables. You switch out the proteins and stuff, mm. chicken and salmon. A lot of people do chicken, salmon, chicken, and salmon. Have, there's more animal proteins out there if you're an animal protein eater and there's lots of vegetarian or plant-based protein options out mm-hmm. there. Um, so, uh, so the second most important um, thing, essential step in meal planning is variety. If you don't have enough variety, which is what I was getting with the chicken and salmon situation, yes. chicken and fish is if you don't have enough variety, you're going to get bored. And what happens, what, what happens when you get bored is different than me or anybody else. So you might, some people might get a, you know, a pint of ice cream or it might be like a bag of cookies or whatever, um, or it could be like a bag of chips. So whatever the thing is, that's challenging to you. I'm not saying don't have these things. I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, oftentimes when variety doesn't happen and like, Oh, I keep having salad for lunch. Um, <laughs> 
And of you course know, like, you're going to want the chips. They're going to sound way better. So are the cookies, right? Exactly. So like have variety, like don't have salad forever, unless you're totally, if that's your thing, awesome. But for most people, variety is really, really important. Um, I know some people are cool with having like similar foods because it gives them a level of comfort. Mm. Um, so that's fine. But like, essentially most of us need variety. Yeah, um, I know yourself on that, right? Like I'm the kind of girl, I basically have the same thing for breakfast and lunch every day. And then dinner is what I mix up, but I love my breakfast and my lunch. And if I have something else, I don't feel the same. And so I just kind of, it's healthy and it's easy. And so that's but right, right. For me, right. Yeah. I mean, you could switch off between like overnight oats and egg breakfast, alternating, just having right. different vegetables, whatever, just keep it simple. Um, and like, I was just going to give like those of you have Trader Joe's where you live. Not right where I live. I used to, but yes, I know there are a lot more. We live in a rural okay. area now, so it's not oh, here yet. Okay, more grass. Um, <laughs> I love them though. Um, so uh, those of you who live near Trader Joe's, they have these really cool uh, crackers. They're called Norwegian crisp breads. It's a big cracker. So it's like the equivalent of a piece of bread. There's gluten-free version. There's a non-gluten-free version. I usually get the gluten-free one because that's the one I've tasted. So why change yeah, when you've right? already tasted yeah. one you like? Um, <laughs> I usually like to taste them for people I'm working with them. But um, so you could take this cracker and it's one cracker. A lot of people have a problem with like those smaller crackers and sure. the smaller the cracker, the harder it is to like not have more. Like if yes. it's funny shape, that might even be harder. Um, <laughs> I like funny. I haven't ever thought but, about that. Oh, and what I'll do. So here's my true confession, right? If there's a broken one, I'll like eat the, bro- all the broken ones out. Cause I'm like, Oh, well, I don't want to leave any broken ones in the bag. So then I tend to end up eating more than I should just because I'm trying to clean up the broken ones. That's what moms funny. do. <laughs> right. Oh, totally. Watch out for that. That's a, so what do you recommend with this cracker? When I get to Trader Joe's next time, I'm going to have to make sure I grab some of these. What would you put on top of that? So, uh, any kind, so one of the protein salads, so like salmon salad, tuna salad, egg salad, uh, what else is it? I mean, some people like shrimp salad, uh, Mm -hmm. tofu, no egg salad. Um, Mm. so any of those like protein salads, or you could just do a hard rolled egg with some tapenade or, um, uh, ricotta cheese with pesto and Mm. like cherry tomatoes or cucumbers, hummus with cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, veggies. The other day I had, what did I have? I go cheese with, oh, I warmed up some artichoke hearts. Ah, yum. And I added, those of you guys who know uh, the spice called za'atar, it's Z-A apostrophe T-A-R. Uh, It's a Middle Eastern spice and it's delicious. It's amazing. You would never think that this tasted uh, like, like the ingredients are thyme, dried thyme, dried oregano and sesame seeds, but it tastes like Mm. amazing. Um, so try Zatar. So the cracker with um, Formage Blanc is another cheese with blueberries and black pepper or fennel seeds. So I got a little fancy on you. <laughs> but see, those are all simple things. And what I love, and here's what I'm picking up on, and I hope I trust our listeners are hearing this as well. This doesn't have to be difficult. You can just have your package of your gluten-free crackers, right? These large crackers. And then you get to like mix and match what your toppings are, right? So it doesn't have to be boring because it doesn't have to be the same every time, but it also doesn't have to be complicated. Like it can literally be, you know, I'm gonna put a protein source on here and then maybe some other kind of condiment, whether it's, I heard you mentioned cheeses or I love tahini, pesto, you know, some marinara, like something else to go on there. And then you've got simple and you've got healthy 
And it's fun uh, to mix things up and try different things. That's why I love like having people like you in my life that just inspire me to get out of my rut. Um, so what I make like for my lunch, I make a kale, I call it a kale protein bowl. So kale is my base instead of like having like the grain based. And then I will put, you know, whatever veggies I happen to have left over or, you know, fresh ones in my fridge. And I'll usually do one of our farm fresh eggs, or I'll do some salmon leftover or whatever. So I kind of mix and match. And then I, you know, put some different toppings on, but yeah, then it just keeps it simple. And, you know, and I, and I love that. So, and there's such a great payoff when you're making healthy choices and you're having fun doing it. Guess what? You want to keep doing it, right? Like Absolutely. it seems like that's your goal is to help people enjoy this process because here's the thing. We will have to think about food for the rest of our life, right? We will have to think about what is going into our mouth for the rest of our life. So we might as well start enjoying the process and put healthy things in there. Would you agree? Absolutely. And um, like the idea of like having uh, like a, I have a, like an entree salad template that I share with mm-hmm. folks in my meal planning program. That's my meal planning program is called Quick and Delish. And um, so it's, um, it's like, for, um, it's the four seasons. Um, and then there's different like ideas for proteins. It's a table. So it's different ideas Mm -hmm. for proteins and the greens, whatever Mm -hmm. lettuces, greens, um, and then salad dressings and toppings and then more vegetables. Cause you can have like a raw vegetable base and then Mm -hmm. you can add cooked vegetables Mm -hmm. or some raw vegetables. And I like a combination of the two. And sometimes like heat up the cooked vegetables. Cause then it's nice to have like cold and warm together. So yeah, fun. Like getting over. hungry, listen to the, listening to this and thinking about it because we're recording this right before lunchtime, my time. So I know this is something we could talk about on and on because you are super passionate about it. You've got so many great ideas. And again, we all have to think about this this very day. So if somebody is listening and they're like, okay, I want to get started, and but I want some support. And here's one of the things I love sharing my favorite quote, never DIY your greatest priorities because when you bring, when you have somebody else helping you on that journey, you can get farther and faster and easier to where you want to be than just trying to figure it out on your own. Right. So you are a great resource. And I would love like for you to share what, what do you have to offer? How can people find you? Uh, what would be a good next step if they want to say, Hey, how can I, you know, learn, you mentioned, uh, you know, a quick and delish, like, you know, what would be some places people can look? Absolutely. So you could look me up, uh, check out my me on YouTube, uh, Quick and Delish by right. Alicia Connor. That's Ma. And then also I have my next meal planning program, which is a four workshop series uh, that starts April 16th. And that is 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific time. And what's that? Three to four Eastern time. And most mm-hmm. of you guys are in central time can figure it out. But um, right. <laughs> sorry. I, but So it's $147 for four workshops. So we meet four Saturdays in a row and you get the foundation of meal planning in there. You get resources and you'll create the form that I described with the two columns that's in that program. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I have, um, I have a bunch of folks in my, um, my meal planning program. It's a membership. And uh, I just had, I started in October, 2020 and I have uh, everybody that paid for the first year paid for the second year yeah. um, because they love it, like accountability. And um, so I do a workshop and then I open up for Q&A and discussion. So there's this like this sense yeah, of community. getting stuck together. <laughs> right. Or getting unstuck together. Right. Like let's focus on right the 
the out, the positive outcome. I love that, right? Because like you said, like I shared in your bio, it's about having this toolkit of resources that can help you better do the things that are important to you. And that's why I love bringing on people that have a passion for different areas because you can help shorten the learning curve, right? You can help take some of the thinking out of it so I don't have to get overwhelmed at the grocery store or even you know, looking at my internet and all the ideas it's bringing up. I can just say, hey, here's some, you know, I can learn from somebody like you. So we will put all of those links in the, in the comments and the show notes. So that way you guys can grab those. I encourage you to follow her as well, uh, just so that you can always be seen when there's new stuff coming out. And here's one rule that I always like to say. So as it, as it relates to health and wellness or any goal in any area of your life that you want to work on, what would you with your goal achieved choose today? Right. So if you're thinking about like your health and your healthy eating, right. And you think about who are you with your goal achieved? Maybe that's that girl that you're going to be five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Right. Like almost like if she were standing right next to you today, what would she choose to put into her mouth? Right. What would she choose to invest in healthy choices? Would she choose to invest in cooking her own food? Would she choose to invest in quality ingredients? And would she choose to invest in someone who can help make that easy? Like, Yes, yes, and yes, right? And so when we start showing up today as that goal-achieved girl, you will get to her faster and easier than you ever expected, right? So I'm going to drop in the comments a link to one of my really big gifts that I love to share, and it's the goal-achieved girl to be list. Because so often we just think it's just about doing, and it really it's about being her first and then starting to think and believe and feel and act like she would today because that's the only way that she got to where she is. So I will put that in the comments as well. I encourage you guys to do two things. One, make sure you grab the resources because you're going to want to hang on to those for yourself. But two, I want you to share this podcast episode with someone. I want you to think about who do I know that would benefit from healthy living, AKA everybody, right? There's not a person (laughs) on the planet who wouldn't benefit. And even somebody who's already working on healthy choices, we always have more room to grow and learn, right? So share this with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor, your, you know, your own kids, your spouse, like just really think like, how can I bless somebody else with some healthy choices? So love that. Anything else that you want to share with us before we go, Alicia? I I, I talk a lot about the the notion of the future self Mm -hmm. and it's like, you are your future self right now. So whatever you want to feel and live in the future, that's who you are today. And like yeah. you said, the next choice, uh, th- there's, there's a sequence of choices in your future. And at any moment you can make the, the, it's not the best choice, right? Like not having a brownie is not necessarily mm-hmm. the best choice because it might be satisfying to share it with somebody, whatever. Um, but you're, you have an op- an opportunity to make a choice at any moment in the I direction that. that you want to go in, which is your yeah. future self and yeah. your like identity. But she, will I, be the, yeah. she will be the consequence, good or bad of the choices you've made up until that point. Right, right. right. Live a conscious life, right? Yeah. So good. So I love this because you alluded to the seven F's that we talk about. So I love the fact that you're listening in and you're tuned into this. I always like to end my interview with this question. So of the seven F's, um, which are faith, family, friendships, your field of work, which could be a career working for somebody else, a business, it could even be full-time being a mom, a grandma, or volunteering. What, what do you do for work during your day? Uh, finances, fitness, which is mental and physical wellness, and fun. Which of those areas for you, Alicia, if you really put that intention and attention into in this next year would make the biggest difference for you? 
I think I'm so glad you didn't make me just choose one. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be really hard. What do I say? So, what do I say? I'm going to go with faith, finances, and fitness because mm-hmm. I, um, I, w- I just went to, you know, pandemic, whatever things, everything's different, but I really love orange theory. I know not everybody has mm-hmm. orange theory, but it's, um, uh, what is it? It's, um, interval training. And sure. so it just feels amazing. So I just did my first interval training class since before the pandemic. And it was just like, it's, it's so on fire for me. I just do something like that, like once a week or once every two weeks, I don't like to do the same thing repeatedly because I like variety. I can tell. <laughs> and and then, um, so that's added back into my life. So I'm very excited about that. And then, um, uh, faith in that I, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm making my content for my meal planning program accessible to the blind and visually impaired. Of course, it's mm-hmm. open for anyone because right. anybody would benefit from it, but that's really important for me. So it's like a passion project, which is within mm-hmm. all the other stuff I'm doing. And then having faith, knowing that all will work out. And mm-hmm. if I continue making the choices that are best for me, then I will be living the life that I want. And then finances is, uh, it kind of matches with all the projects. Like it all, like mm-hmm. having faith that the finances will work out. Yeah. I love that. So good. Right. And it, they all have a ripple effect, right. And they allow us to serve and show up in a bigger way. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your heart and your story and just your vision for where you're going and how you're serving others and helping them to live well. I appreciate that. I encourage you as listeners to reach out uh, and to grab those resources. Uh, and until next time, make sure you to keep living on purpose and create a life that you love by design. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And better yet, come join my free Goal Achieve Girls Live on Purpose Facebook community. Together, we'll discover how to shift the thoughts and habits that got you where you are to the ones that will take you where you want to be. Inside the group, you'll find coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to design your life. Not to mention a great community of amazing women just like you wanting to live repurposed too. So click the link in the show notes to join us. If you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps to get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, start being that goal achieved girl now who lives her life by design.